Greetings, friends. It's Friday, 5th of February. My name is Dalj Singh, and I'm a first-year ordinan based at St Thomas's in Wigan South Hub. The title for today's reflection is No Resurrection, No Church, No Mission. And it is based on the reading in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 to 11. I will be using the New International Version. The Resurrection of Christ. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was within me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. St. Paul, in this section of his letter to the Corinthians, talks about the centrality of the resurrection of Jesus for our faith as of first importance, and so focuses on some of the facts surrounding the resurrection. He makes the statement, if there is no resurrection, there is no faith. So he convinces us of the resurrection's occurrence. Jesus rose from the dead, and quite literally revealed himself to hundreds of people. The season we're in at the moment is, and has been, dark, wet and bitterly cold. It feels like it's been like that for ages. Only having returned to the UK during the pandemic after three years away serving in India, this British winter feels like it's been going on an age. Perhaps this season of winter may be a reflection of the spiritual condition the church is finding itself in now. Going through a deep winter of limited numbers of attendance or reduced giving during a season of financial challenge because of the pandemic. Moreover, it may even be a reflection of how you are feeling about aspects of your own spiritual life and your inability or lack of opportunity to meet with others and share your faith. I don't know about you, but my family and I have certainly had our moments of winter. As I was gazing out the window and pondering what insights I could possibly share in this reflection, I was struck by seeing the green shoots of crocuses and daffodils that were rising out of the borders in my garden. I hadn't noticed them before as I hadn't gone out into the garden over winter where did they come from? I was amazed at how anything could have been growing in the frozen ground, coupled with the short winter days with limited light. 
But the fact was, there was growth secretly happening below the surface before I even realised. Creation has a lot to teach us about growth and particularly the resurrection. Each year the seasons come when growth begins in the spring, flourishes in the summer and dies back in the autumn and seems barren in the winter. Then, just like the deeper magic in C.S. Lewis's Narnia, bushes and trees come back to life and their leaves bear witness to their seeming resurrection. No matter how long the winter, there is always the guarantee of spring. Despite the challenges of being scattered and unable to meet in person, churches are meeting. People who have never attended church are joining online services. Congregations are increasingly as are increasing as people look for greater meaning in life as they live behind closed doors. There is a greater creativity in how we as a church serve the communities around us. Food banks, sadly, are even more in demand, but church communities are rising to the challenge to share God's love through parcels of hope at Christmas and Easter. There is growth and there is hope. St Paul finishes this chapter with an encouragement reminding us of the heavenly perspective that because of the resurrection, nothing we do is in vain. As he says, therefore, my brothers, dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labour in the Lord is not in vain. So, unlike the title suggests, there is indeed a resurrection. Therefore, there is a church and there continues to be a mission. As St Paul reminds us, Christ has offered his church spring in this life and an eternal summer in the next because of Christ's resurrection hope. Let us pray as I close. Heavenly Father, as we see the signs of new life in creation, help us to see and experience the power of your resurrection in our own lives and in your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.